How's everybody doing? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my co-host. Adam. And we also have Adam Dabs from Sauce. I don't know if that's your last name or not. I just know that's what you put on everything. It's so pseudonym. It's a pseudonym. We'll go with that. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm chilling. You know, post 4th of July stuff. Nice, Just nice. relaxing. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm good. That's what's up, man. Well, this is the second time you've been on this show, so thank you very much for coming back. I enjoyed talking to you the last time, and it seems you've been pretty busy since the last time we spoke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I really had a good time, and uh, I wanted to come back. Just because, yeah, there's been a lot of crazy shit <laughs> that has <laughs> happened since we last talked. Bro, living uh, on cloud nine, I swear, dude, that's so amazing. Yeah, it's been cool. But yeah, I definitely am grateful for everything that's happened. I'm definitely in like a quiet place right now where like I'm in between uh, certain projects. But like, yeah, there's a lot to come for sure. Well, that's good, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the playlist you made last time. I don't know if you remember the things that were on it. So let me recap for you. This thing started out with bangers, man. We got two Shaka Khan songs right in the beginning. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Followed by Creed. Hell yeah. <laughs> the Smashing Pumpkins. We had, uh, and then I think the rest of it was Hyper Pop, man. Yes, sir. Charlie uh, XCX. We had uh, Guppy and Blade, Fatsy, Given. Oh, actually, that's a good one right there. Me and my wife actually watched that anime. Yeah, isn't it so good? It really is. I, I was trying to think. You remember Given? Yeah. Um, he was the one that put us onto that. Yeah. So I told my wife about it and we watched it together. It was pretty dope, man. I, the whole time I was thinking like, man, this must have been the most boring manga to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because like it's all music. So yeah. like, imagine like trying to imagine the music <laughs> like, <laughs> in the show. Like, I want to know how many people they pissed off because not everybody imagined the same song, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. It's all bangers. Right? <laughs> What's interesting is they made a drama version of it as well, like like live action. Really? And, uh, yeah, and but the music is different in, oh. in that one too, which is crazy. So like, I haven't watched it fully, but um, I got to finish it to see all the differences. But it's it's cool, too. Yeah. Um, but the music is, is so good in, in the anime. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really good. Yeah, man. So I wasn't, you know, around the first time you guys spoke. So give us a little insight, like, what's been going on? Like, obviously, in between the time you, you spoke with Augie the first time and, and kind of now, I've in preparation for this kind of been checking out, you know, the band page, things like that. And I mean, you've just been tearing it up. It seems. Uh, I'd like to think I am. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, are dude. You are. I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been weird. Cause like, I think the last time I was on was 2020, like yeah. August, 2020 or something. It was yeah. like the last time we spoke, which is crazy. And like, that was like you know it was a weird time a really cool time but also a weird time because like nothing was happening really like with shows or anything honestly i I got to play on the gex song i got to do a minecraft festival 
Yeah, that was cool, man. That was dope. Whoa. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. And I, I, since then that, that group open pit has been uh, defunct because they just were busy with their own shit that they had to do, but they were really cool. And it was way ahead of their time because now all the labels are trying to do the same shit now, but to no success, yeah. unfortunately. But um, so it was it was cool. Like, I mean, the pandemic gave me a lot of time, even though it was like a, it's not the greatest situation for everybody, of uh-huh. course, but it gave me more time to, I guess, hone my craft and like, not only guitar, but like production stuff and learning like FL Studio and like Ableton. So I was like learning a bunch of shit. And then like 2021 came around in January. We had just like finished recording like the actual album, like just the instruments. And then Anthony Green and I, I guess we we finally crossed paths online and we're like, hey, we've been talking about like collaborating for three years or Mm -hmm. whatever. Why don't we actually just do it? And we were just like making really good shit. Like it was like rapid fire. Cause like he wasn't touring yet or anything. Obviously it was like the beginning of 2021. Yep. So we were making good stuff and it, like, it didn't sound like either of our material either. It was more like pop centric. Um, yeah. Which is what I've been wanting to do for a long time. Personally. Like I, I was kind of getting tired of like math rock and, and prog rock and stuff like that. And there, I was like having like issues with like, musical identity and what I want to truly make. So it was like a really good outlet for both of us. Cause I think like we were making music that we wanted to make for a long time that we just haven't done with our own projects. Yeah. Um, so we did that and then we ended up playing a show together in July. We played a set of three songs at the end of the show as our new project. One of them being well, I call it I Don't Dance, but the actual song is Don't Dance. That he came yeah. <laughs> that's a song we, we made together originally. So, like, that's actually from, like, January of last year. That song okay. is absolutely beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. I love that song. Yeah. Um, the one we made is is completely different from the one that came out. That one's produced by Keith Goodwin and... Uh, he plays on it and he has a uh, Tim Arnold on drums and I'm trying to think of who else was, I th- he has like an, or like this, like mini orchestral horn thing that he has throughout the album. Yeah. I heard. Uh, it's really cool. And I think everybody's really going to like that album too. I think it's very personal. So I'm excited for him, but yeah, we, we did that. Then I had like a lot of free time. Then we played a show with garden at one point, I was. We were also backing band for my friend Patchy Mate, who's someone you should definitely check out. Um, they're like up and coming from like the Philly scene, I guess. Of like, I don't know, like hyper pop adjacent music. Um, but it was an honor to play with them. It was a really fun show. And then uh, we went on tour with Anthony in April, and that was like surreal. We never had played in California before. And he, yep. he asked us to open for him and also be his backing band, which was like kind of insane. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. He That's was really awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. Like we were in California for a few shows. Then we also played Swan Fest, which was 
you know, a little messy at first because we were so tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, Man, that scene where he calls up uh Kurt Don- and Donovan. Yeah, Kurt and Donovan. Yeah. That was that was awesome, man. That's really I, cool. I, yeah, I didn't know that was gonna happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like it's three of my favorites. I literally oh, I, I watched that video today and I was like, oh, I could have been there. I, I know Donovan <laughs> apparently from from I think I read somewhere that Donovan takes a lot of influence or like yeah has a lot of influence from Anthony Green yeah and oh, so yeah. just just to have you know like like just imagine one of your idols calling you well you don't have to imagine Adam it happened to you so <laughs> you know your idol calls you and tells you he wants you to either sing with him or play with him which that's got to be really cool man yeah yeah it was it was a a really I guess cathartic experience because right. um, when it happened, I think so. Anthony was like struggling with um, his addiction issues. He's been like very open, yeah, right about that. And in the beginning of the year, he had like called me, and like he he didn't sound well, and I and he ended up like also going on IG live, and he wasn't he didn't seem like he was doing well and um he ended up like really working on himself and he called me again and he's like look like i want you guys to be my backing band you you have been like a huge part of like you know being part of my healing experience so like i want to i want you to like you know continue to be a part of that and it was like it was like a really honored moment like it, wow. it's like yeah i mean how do you say no right <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like i think um when he asked me and like we ended up playing the shows like we would just talk about like how like this is like a it's such a unique feeling for us to do this and how like we were strangers like not too long before that but like i can say now like we're good friends and like we care about each other a lot yeah. to the point where, like you know we have each other's backs and things so it's crazy it's how really cool. music can connect people like that you know yeah, a hundred percent. I wouldn't want it like any other way, truly. I think yeah. um, those uh was, shows seemed really personal as well. For all from all the pictures I've seen, they seemed like really small personal crowds. I don't know if maybe it was just a few pictures or what, but there was like people on stage and like I don't know, it was just uh it seemed like a really personal tour, like small crowds, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent like the the venues were were cool because they were like club venues they were pretty packed for the most part and like there was something about each show that like made us feel something like we felt good after every show like we were so happy about how everything went but like yeah there was like something really special just playing for those crowds the, like the fresno show was was like a really beautiful thing it was super intimate. The crowd was also into the sauce set. And uh, I think like everything came together more than we could imagine. I think like it was just so special. Yeah. Um, and definitely special to him. Like he played seven years pretty much every night. And uh, he never used to want to play that song. Like it's kind of crazy how like he came around to it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, that That's when I knew like, yeah, he, he really cares deeply about, all these people and like how we uh, are supporting him as well. So it was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Before we move on. So this podcast is about your 
favorite music. So the first playlist you named was Sauce's Saucy Playlist. <laughs> Is there one that you want to name this one? How about, uh, can we name it uh, Sauce's Big Nuts Music? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank Let's you. go. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite demos I named is called Big Nuts Music. And so now if I hear like something that's a good song, I just call it Big Nuts Music. Okay. That's okay. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <That's> amazing. <laughs> Big Nuts Energy, dude. Exactly. Oh, yeah, man. Let's go ahead and get an Anthony Green and Apache Mate song on here, man. Yeah. Let's do it. So the one Anthony song that I really like, I guess like it, it came out like a few weeks ago. Is that center of it all? I yeah. love that song. I, I feel like it should be like a pop radio hit, but yeah, we uh, we're hoping people fuck with that one. Cause I really fucked with it. Like that. Those are like, like every song is super catchy and, but also very personal. I think it's his most personal Yeah. to me, but yeah, center of it all is like amazing. Trading Doses, I think, was one of our favorite songs to play, too. Yeah. Um, on tour as well. Especially because no one knew it yet. So, like, if we messed up, even though it was a hard song to mess up, <laughs> um, you know, no one would know. But it was super fun. And I really like Center of It All. That's just, it's a banger. Yeah. Um, Patchy Mate, they, they make such good music. It's so hard to, like, choose. My favorite one is Mirages. That one is, it's like, way different from the rest of their album that they released last year. I love every song in that album, but Mirages is just just a banger. It, every time I listen to it, I think it's like one of the best pop songs made of last year. It's just <laughs> so good. I, I, I love it. But yeah, Mirages definitely should be on my playlist. Oh, yeah. I know the last time we spoke, you were getting uh, guitar lessons from the guitarist to thank you scientist yeah tom tom's a friend of mine we actually spoke like today it's funny though uh, nice. we were on the phone we we have obviously like gone like a couple of years back as me as a student but also like i haven't unfortunately haven't had the time to take more lessons with him but like we're still you know good friends and keep yeah. in touch and um i used to live pretty close to him then he moved like a little further away yeah it's kind of hard to see him these days but uh yeah he's he's great thank you scientists is a great band um, they really are it's the way they incorporate like just very very proggy um mm -hmm. and jazzy yeah <laughs> yeah a hundred percent i think um they, they released a new ep last year that was like it was pretty heavy but he's like showed me a bunch of like their stuff and like they wanted to get into like city pop kind of stuff as well. And I know he's making something really cool. He's been like collaborating with like Ben Levin on stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so like that's going to be really cool to listen to. I believe it's, I forgot the name of the project. I think it's called Killdozer. Or, no, Killdozer is not, no. Is it the band? No, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the demo sound really cool <laughs> but yeah thank you scientists i know i would i th think i would add a song from their ep which is uh if if no one has listened to it you should because uh there's a lot of bangers on that it's called plague accommodation 
Okay, and, yeah. Uh, the the song from there that I really like is Giggle Button. It's like the opening song. It's short, <laughs> but I love that. It's so it's such a good intro. But yeah, it's 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 a really cool EP. I sure. Yeah, I haven't even, I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't had time, but I know they just went on tour with uh, Strawberry Girls, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I wish I went to a show on that tour. Unfortunately, I missed it, but. Um, yeah, that was a long tour. They've been having like really good turnout for all their shows too. As they should, um, man. They deserve it. Yeah, a hundred percent. They grind so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely for people who are listening, definitely check them out because they're really cool. For sure. So I saw something, and I'm probably gonna butcher this, like uh, like a project Mostradamus. Mostradamus. How would you say that? Yeah. Yeah, Mastrodons. That's me and Anthony's thing. And are you guys releasing songs under that moniker, or are you guys just calling it that? Uh, for the time being, I think we're supposed to, but I don't even know when it will come out. <laughs> That's like the hardest part is like I don't know when any of that shit is coming out because <laughs> yeah, because I, I saw that and then I was you know looking digging around for it and I couldn't find anything. So I was like, oh man, I really want to hear this stuff. Yeah, I, I want to hear it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like we we definitely want to release stuff, but we've had so many ideas about how we want to and when we want to do it. Uh, okay. It's, it's like we, we're still figuring it out. We don't know what we're going to release or when it will be. So I'm hoping next year is when we'll actually release some okay. of the songs. For hopefully, sure. early, hopefully early next year for that birthday. It's in January. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's get that going. <laughs> right. Oh, 100%. I got you. <laughs> well, Anthony Green had that. Uh, he's got that fucking whatever project with um, Adam Lazara as well. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah I, he, he's in like 300 bands. Yeah. I don't know how he has time for yeah. real life. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts, man. That is yeah. crazy. You mentioned earlier that you had like a musical identity crisis what what do you, do you think kind of fueled that just getting bored of the genre or um i don't know if it was sense of like boredom i mean i i've like i i'm not trying to like disrespect anybody who wants to make what they want to make like, no absolutely yeah like, um i think there's a lot of good artists and musicians in those scenes but for me, it was like, I just felt like I personally didn't fit in and I was getting tired of like, I don't know, associating myself with something that I didn't feel was really us yeah. in a way. Because I, I don't know if we were ever really like super mathy or anything like that. And like, yeah, you know, we played like 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> like it's not like, <laughs> yeah. not that that's the whole basis of math rock or anything, but like. I don't know. I think um, there's still good musicians. I think like one of the issues I have is like the, the, there's like some sort of like, and this is only like a select few, but some people think like technicality trumps songwriting. And if you're mm -hmm. not as good a player as someone else, then it's like your music is not as fulfilling. And right. it's like, that's not, that's not, that's ass backwards. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's not all it's about, you know? Yeah. So 
there was some stuff like that that rubbed me the wrong way and like i used to see it like on like my personal facebook which i like barely check anymore where it was like like people were making posts about like technicality and like how not being able to play certain time signatures and like you know, if you don't do that then like you can't call yourself a math rock guitarist and all that stuff and I don't know. I, that, I was getting the sense of like elitism that run me the wrong way. And yeah. Like other genres I got more interested in that were like more like of tomorrow. Yeah. And then like even then, it's really funny because like the younger generation is like getting way better at music. It's like it's objectively true because like they're starting earlier. There's mm-hmm. more content for them to process and learn where they have access to free lessons on things yeah that i didn't have when i was a kid um yeah they they're able to like produce at like a high level as well like their production skills are crazy well you Um, can hop on like like for this podcast i i mix and master it uh never never fucking touched a doll before in my life (laughs) and uh i looked up youtube tutorials on how to do it and that's that's how i do it i got me a good mic a plug-in and uh uh, what was it? The first one I used was probably the first one that everybody uses. I don't remember the fucking name of it though. It was a free one. Um, oh, um, Reaper. No, no, it was. Uh, oh. I think it started with an A. Not oh, sure. Is it, uh, I can't um, remember. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I used that one for a little bit, and that one was really hard because if you wanted to do anything, you had to download like third-party plugins and shit like that. And so I just said, fuck it, I'll pay $20 a month and I'll get Adobe. So I use Adobe now, Adobe Audition is what I use. And I can do everything, I can cut, clip, I can master, mix, I can do whatever the fuck I want for 20 bucks right. a month. So, but yeah, exactly. again, you know, I learned how to do all this shit online. Um, I learned how to, you know, pick my podcast host, like all that shit. And just like with music though, you know, music is a little more technical, but you can literally, if you want to learn sweet picking, if you want to learn time signatures, you don't want to learn fucking anything. There's a YouTube tutorial out there for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's like a lot of accessibility now and it's, it's crazy. Like I'll be on TikTok and watch like these kids make the craziest fucking shit. I, I wish that I could have made when I was like 15 years old. Yeah, and like that's where like a lot of like the hyperpop hits from. Although there are some like, you know, there are is a few like funny drawbacks to that though. Where um, there's some I I love watching these TikToks where it's like, what genre is this? And it will be a kid literally playing like shoegaze, and then like <laughs> and, like then they like invented a new genre. It's like no, this came out like forty years ago. Like this is not right. New. Or like Midwest emo. Um, yeah so that makes me laugh but like it's cool when like they incorporate it into like modern music like break-ins is like one of those artists who does that it's weird though with like at least with hyperpop because there's like a huge mix of like a lot of people are obsessed with like the midwest emo guitar loop and i love that (laughs) yeah i do yeah um it's interesting because those kids weren't even old enough for like any of those types of music but like i guess there was like a resurgence with midwest emo in the past yeah. like five years where like the i guess the modern version of it yeah um so it's coming back you know i never i've I never heard of american football until like three years ago right never heard that band in my life 
Really? That fucking song came out in like 1999 and it just blew up out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That, like in the that, last like five years, that song has gotten so fucking big. Yep. Exactly. That that is an example. So like that song became a meme. Uh obviously like the you know, never meant is yeah one of the most meme songs of all time. Of all because, time, like, yeah. Yeah, it, it just it's it's a catchy riff that everybody knows and uh it's easy to make funny videos with and yeah <laughs> i've never seen like a band become that popular or that niche of a band become that popular from something so simple and and have a, like a, a stranglehold on like young like gen, gen z kids like right, just yeah. to make like new music influenced by it. it's pretty crazy so yeah um the way the world works <laughs> it really man it's that memes like blow everything up dude it's nuts mm -hmm. and my favorite thing is when like netflix replaces their movies and then out of nowhere you see a fucking movie that you haven't watched in 15 years becoming a meme because it's on netflix at the moment <laughs> oh my god see that's like the thing like the one thing that i saw what what movie came out oh, i can't even remember there's a movie that I, I watched back in the day and then it came out and then everybody was talking about it. But yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like there's yeah. like a total resurgence of stuff. It's really funny. Yeah. Life is an endless cycle. So. It really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. So last time we, we, we talked about a lot of hyper pop as well and stuff like that. And you said you're into like pop music. Mm -hmm. You also worked with a, with a lot of artists like Curtis Waters and um, some of these names I cannot pronounce, but like Aldrich and Bigsby and Roan. Breven, Kim, and Curtis Waters. I know you've worked with Curtis Waters a lot. Is that fulfilling? Like, is that? It's fulfilling when the the song comes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can't tell you how many times that like I've worked on songs that just have not come out. And, yeah. Uh, no, man. I mean, like it's it's cool. Like, even when they don't come out, I guess it's fun to just like make music that is part of a collaboration rather than just something that I'm doing by myself. Yeah, because um, I like hearing what people do with it. Like it's interesting. So that song "Homewrecker" by Angelus, I actually yeah. didn't even technically I didn't write the riff. I actually it was a MIDI thing that one of their producers uh, made it, and they're like, "Can you play this on guitar?" And like it was pretty complicated. It took me like a few hours to like figure it out, and then I made that riff into something that was like on actual guitars and it, it came out really well yeah um but yeah like it's it's pretty cool that i'm going to work with like various different artists i want to like even go outside of pop and like like i want to do like world music at some point and like stuff like that like i want to like pursue like every genre imaginable and see yeah. how i fit into it you know um learn from the cultures of the genres yeah stuff that, like that that's really cool man like just that is know, yeah don't don't fence yourself in man there was a artist we talked to called the Savis ledge and they every time they write like an ep it's still in the rock genre but they basically went from like spoken word to like flat out emo then then they're like post hardcore and then to like shoegaze post hardcore so like they've changed their sound multiple times 
Oh, and wow. yeah, and they said that it's just basically their influences change like yearly. So, mm-hmm. right. and that's it, it affects their music. So, I feel the exact same. I mean, like, I, I don't like, I feel like my tastes change all the time. And because, uh, like, you know, the only constant is, uh, is change as the saying goes. And yeah, yeah. I think, like, if I had just, you know, it's interesting because, like, even though the music like I initially made was, you know, prog, instrumental, math, whatever, it's not the first music I loved. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, from our last interview, like I told you, like I really like Shaka Khan. I really yeah. like R and B music. I learned Shaka a lot Khan's from, a fucking like, goat, though, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love man. Shaka Khan. Yeah, her, her and Sade were like my two faves of like all time. I love them so much and like their sense of melody is insane yeah and like it's just like it was music i listened to because my mom used to play them all the time i think about like how big i was like in high school i was huge into indie music it's interesting because like indie music has not evolved that much since i've listened to in high school it really has (laughs) it's really all the same like there's nothing different about it but like here and there, like, I'll listen to indie music from time to time, like, the new stuff, like, Phoebe and Claro and stuff like that. I'll be like, okay, there's some, like, good shit yeah. out there still. But it's it's so funny that, like, I literally would, was listening to, like, Mac DeMarco in high school. And, like, years later, every band from the indie scene sounds like Mac DeMarco now. And it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's all the same. And, like, it's, it's like, oh, well, I, I haven't missed out on much. But like, yeah. it's like, uh, um, but there's there's still like good artists in those scenes. It's just uh, you know, like at least like my my tastes have changed where I've gravitated more towards like pop music. There again, like I really like a lot of world music. I'm trying to get into like also like classical at some point, and like I used to listen to classical for like piano lessons and stuff. But like I actually want to like really get into it and learn like what they do in terms of compositions so yeah there's like a lot of cool things that like you can apply to your taste like you can you can learn from that and put that and adapt your music to that as yeah. well as like change what you listen to you know like it sticks with you yeah for sure well i mean i think the, the good thing about Sauso is like you never know really what you're gonna get because bedtime stories that was like real chill you know mm-hmm. very very chill vibes you know and then you had the school EP, which was a little bit more proggy and, and mathy and in your face. And then you had the single y'all released, Vita, which was like 8-bit guitar playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the perfect be. jam to listen to while, while playing Sonic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been cool. I think like the way I see it is from like reverse chronological, like Vita was something that we wanted to do and it was like an experiment in music making yeah and like it was a risk that like i think paid off i mean like i love that song and playing it live is super fun too so like we wanted to try like the chip tune thing and then it, it worked out to me so that was a cool step in like the direction we're taking now and then like with bedtime stories that was like music that i had mostly composed but then like Nate and Dom filled in the rest on bass and drums. But it was just like just like chill music that we wanted to make. The Saucy P, like, it's weird because, like, I know that album 
does not have the best production at all because like i was just doing everything myself and like i literally wrote every single part and and trying to produce it as best i can but i didn't know really what i was doing <laughs> um, but i i love it because like i think it was sort of i, I mean it's gonna sound like i'm being like pompous but like it's just like i think there were ideas that were somewhat ahead of the curve in a way that like I wish I kind of taken advantage of on like future shit that I was making. Yeah. And uh, because there were, there were electronic elements to the songs. I just didn't incorporate or uh, the execution just kind of missed for me um, mm -hmm. with them that I wish I could have done again, but who knows, maybe I'll do a re-release someday of, of those songs and, and make them sound even better than <laughs> they were before. That would be my goal with that. Um, but I guess that all coincides into like where we're at today is that um, I think like the songs that we've made for this album, which is still not finished, but like I think this is going to be like our time. This is the music. I'm, I don't like to expect things because like a lot of expectations of music don't turn out to be what you want. But like I have like a lot of confidence in like what we've made. I think it's like really special. Yeah. Um, basically like we have like a lot of new ideas that i think we executed super well and and everything just culminates together so i'm excited about it for sure is the rest of the band on board with like the the shift in sound yeah i, I we talk about it i think like there it still sticks to our roots i mm -hmm. think yeah but it just incorporates new ideas that like at least i wanted to play around with i mean dom did some of the production as well i think like we do listen to a lot of pop shit as well it's going to be interesting because the first half of this album is going to be like way different from bedtime stories like if you're expecting something chill in the first half it's it's really not it's actually <laughs> it's kind of nightmarish in a way like i don't know how to describe it it's, it's i like that yeah yeah it, it will be like more in your face and then the second half will kind of like be like a mellow down version so i don't know i think it'll be cool i think people oh, yeah. will like it i like it <laughs> i'm sure hey man as long as you like it i mean yeah you know the rest will follow you put out yeah just do what you want man <laughs> exactly talking about the new music and and kind of you know we're a little over the halfway point for the year what are some albums or artists like releases so far this year that you've really enjoyed that have possibly influenced you and what others you know are you perhaps looking forward to yeah that's a that's a great question um uh, i mean like this came out i mean i, I guess i'm going to count it because like i i listened to it in the beginning of the year yep. even though it came out last year the new the new turnstile record is, is so good i love i love glow on i've been listening to that like all year i think it's like a revival of like actual good rock music thank god no one talks about greta van fleet anymore i couldn't take it so, like, <laughs> <laughs> thank god for turnstile to come in and just take away the conversation it's just like it's so good um i guess as far as like this year goes i mean like i i fucked with the new fk twigs album really enjoyed the new weekend album 
I think like that was like his most mature and fleshed out album to date. It was really cool. And it's honestly like the singles from that album are, are super catchy as well. I'm trying to think of like who else released music that was really impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, the new the new Breakin' songs have been really good as well. He's going to release an album this year, I think. And I'm excited for that too. I think like he's definitely one of the pioneers of like something new in terms of music where it's a mix of like Midwest emo and pop music and other ideas. Like, yeah. I, I can't even describe it. It's just breaking music. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric DOA, who's like a pop artist who like blew up and I've worked with him super briefly at one point last year for like one of mm-hmm. the side projects. Uh, he released an album that's really good that people should check out. I listen to that quite often. And uh, I think like, I, I'm not sure the 1975 might be releasing something new this year. I have no idea. They've been like teasing at it. So like, I'm excited about that. Because they, they make amazing music to me, at least. Like I know a lot of their stuff is hit or miss to some people, but like I, I do enjoy their work. And I guess also like Young Lean released a new album this year too his cloud rap type shit but it's like way more mature and has a lot of good production on it he that that whole scene of like young lead and blade and echo 2k they all have good production behind their songs and it's like way into the future compared to a lot of other artists so yeah i've been super into them as well i think the thing that makes artists like like blade and young lean and all them uh appealing their songs are very TikTok relatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's super easy to take like a like a clip like like Blade blew up from um Be Nice to Me, right? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was like super, super easy to take that. Yeah. Super easy to take that and turn it into a TikTok and and make it relatable. So, you know. Yep. I, I totally agree. I mean like there's there's stuff that Blade does. I think he's come he's gone he's come a lot farther than I think a lot of people imagine. He always had like a sense of artistry that like was very easy to recognize. And a lot of young people like really mess with. The one thing I'll say is like a lot of people didn't like fuck with his music because of his auto tune and whatever. And like lack of singing chops and, and shoddy production here and there where it was like not mixed well or whatever. But that has come like a long way. Like yeah. the last few releases, he's released so much music in the last two years that like there's so much maturity to it. And I think that's something like I want to strive for too. It's like I I wish I had that type of output that was consistently good. Yeah. Because they just work. All they do is like, you know, they, they stick to their ideas and imagination and make things happen. It's really adm- admirable. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the auto tune, I'm I'm happy to see. Um, I've seen it a lot online, especially here recently. A lot of artists, you know, somebody will post some dumbass comment about how you're not a real artist if you use auto tune or some shit like that, and then they get attacked by like 50 fucking artists, and it's beautiful because <laughs> <laughs> it's like every artist. It doesn't give a fuck who you are. If you're a singer, you use pitch correction. I think is what it's called. Yep. I don't know. It's, it's fucking great to see. Yeah, totally. I think the thing is 
I think auto tune has come a long way. Where now it's like <laughs> the voice is an instrument. And yeah. Shout out T Pain for taking the bullet for that <laughs> one for so many years. Because it's funny though, because he can actually and... sing though. Yes, yeah, he can. He sings like a f- fucking god. Like he's amazing. Yeah, it's so funny. And when Usher like tells him like you ruin music for everybody, like that's. It's so horrible. Like he he literally sacrificed himself for the good of the industry. If you think yeah, it's it's pretty wild. But like, yeah, autotune has come a long way. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> well, let's get some of these uh, artists on here. We got Turnstile yeah, for sure. Yeah, Turnstile, Blackout for sure. Love that song. Amazing piece of I guess like punk hardcore with like even like metal influences. That that song is so good for like getting pumped up. So yeah, black. You know, I have yet to check out Turnstile, and I see oh. them everywhere. I need to. I need to listen to them. Yeah, you, gotta, you you really have to. Like, it's unfathomable how big they got for the music they make. Yeah, like it it it. I can't even process like how they blew up. I I don't know. It, it's crazy. Like being at Coachella. And Pink Pop and Glastonbury on like big stages with yeah. like huge turnouts. Like the festivals for them is like so special to see. Like I like I it gives like a lot of hope to people about like the future of like rock music. So definitely mm-hmm. check them out. Yeah, I think you'll you'll fuck with them. Yeah. And then uh FKA Twigs. Yeah, so FKA Twigs, that that new album has a lot of great tunes. The one I really like. I guess like the title, like the the first song of the album, "Ride the Dragon," is really cool. I think um, if you like old, like classic R and B, but with like a new futuristic production, that it's kind of like the thing for you. Like Okay, Twigs has like a really good, I guess, essence around the music. The artistry is so unique compared to a lot of her similar style of singing. Yeah, and I think she's a I think she's a unique singer in herself. But I, I think like a lot of people would put her as like a, early on was like a pop R and B type singer, but she has like like amazing production yeah. around her song. So uh, the weekend, uh, I would I mean I have to put sacrifice. I mean I know everybody has heard that song, but like sacrifice is so good. The guitar tone on that song is is just deadly. Like yeah. and you know it's a Swedish house mafia produced song, a hundred percent. Was that the remix so or the good. original? That's the original. The original, okay, because they have a remix as well. That song, so yeah, they they produced a lot of the album with um, like Max Martin was on it as well. Yeah, I believe Max Martin's like the biggest producer in the world. <laughs> I know OP, OPN was on it. One of Tricks Play Never had a few songs on it too which is also crazy so like yeah there's a lot of good production on the album yeah really like break-ins yeah uh i like um there's a few i could pick from but for like listeners who may have not heard of him before i think like argyle would be a cool song to put on because there's a big midwest emo guitar thing going on which is really cool i remember because like i helped him actually buy his amp at one point this was like a while ago yeah but he was asking me about advice for like recording from an amp 
and like he wanted to get one. And I think he ended up getting like a Fender Twin, and like was able to hook it up to the DAW. And they so like all his guitar tones going forward are like from amps, which is really cool. Even though he records it all in his bedroom or something, like yeah. it's, it's like pretty wild. So that song is really cool. I like how he chops up the guitar parts and stuff and makes his own synth. So definitely check that out. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. There is a break-in song that I like, but I, I won't be able to tell you what it is. <laughs> oh man. Because <laughs> I don't I don't I don't listen. I don't like uh, I listen to music at work, my phone in my pocket. And sometimes uh, I just have enough time to check out the artist and not the song. So <laughs> oh, I feel that hundred <laughs> percent. Eric DOA. Yeah, so Eric has a lot of bangers in my opinion, but the one I think this one's actually not on the album that I mentioned, but there's a song called Fantasize. And um that song has a huge R and B influence. It's produced by a couple homies. It's uh one of them is Fortune Swan, who is actually it's pretty interesting. I don't know if they're still part of um this band. I don't know if you ever heard of uh I Met a Yeti. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, so Fortune Fortune Swan, I don't know if they're still with the band or not, but they play guitar in that band. And now they're like the touring guitarist for Eric DOA and Glaive and like produced a lot of their songs as well. That's um, awesome. So yeah, they're they're getting the bag, which is <laughs> really good to see. Um their drummer also toured with Glaive as well, I'm pretty sure. Um so it was really cool that those two members are, have been able to like break into like that scene and tour with like, like huge artists as well. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Shout out. Um, to Yeti too. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. They're a really cool band, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but yeah, fantasize is definitely the song I would suggest. Very cool. R and B track. The 1975. Yeah. Oh man. There's a ton of songs I could pick. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I like uh, It's Not Living If It's Not With You. If I could sing, I would sing that song like all the time, but I can't <laughs> sing for shit. So, um, you and me both, man. <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll learn, but today is not that day. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really cool, like 80s influenced pop tune. Just simple, good fun. And then the last one is uh, Young Lean. Oh, man. Young Lean. I love the the new album. I think there's a lot of tracks that I could pick from there, but I think I'm going to pick like an older song off of a Stranger uh, Ski Mask is the name of the song. The beat on that song is so hard. It's like very world vibe, but also has like a trap influence as well. It's it's a cool song. I definitely yeah. suggest it. You talked about world music. Um I guess for those of us that may not completely know what that is, could you go into that a little bit and like maybe, you know, the different types of world music you're especially interested in and maybe even some artists? Yeah. So like I'm using this in a way that's like more generalized, but it's like, I guess like non-Western. Right. In a way yep. uh -huh. where it's like, it's less of that, um, I guess, I don't know, like, it's still like you can be pop music or whatever, but it's it's more like it's not following like, you know, like North American or like British pop style music or anything like that. It's more like 
Latino uh-huh. uh, or like um, I guess like indigenous music or stuff like that or right. Um, I like really like African folk music and stuff like that. It's really cool to listen to like world beat almost, which is like a fusion genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like Pat Matheny is like one of the big proponents of bringing world music to the West. He did a lot of styles of incorporating Western jazz with like African music or like with his drummer, Antonio Sanchez, like they made um, like Latin style music as well. And then like you have modern examples of like animals as leaders, like with like the brain dance or whatever. Like Hell they, yeah. they, they brought that style of music to like a prog metal type scene. So it's like interesting to see some of those influences as well being incorporated into I guess like modern Western music. So like I, I want to get into like more of those like non-Western ideas and learn what makes them like culturally significant. Obviously like I don't want to like appropriate anything. Like I just want to make music that like sounds good and just like uh you know has yeah. a good vibe to it. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Pat Matheny, I just looked him up. He did that some songs on the Django soundtrack. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's um, he's the goat. Yeah, um, the whole my my whole band loves him. He's like probably one of the biggest inspirations for like my guitar playing at least. Obviously, my friend Tom, who taught me, also was a huge fan. Like we used to play Bright Size Life together. Um, that's awesome. That's one of his classics. Like yeah, he's just such a versatile guitarist who pushes boundaries. Yeah. He's got a badass looking guitar there <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> well, he's got some chops too, man. Yeah, he is. He is insane. I wish yeah. I could play like him. I uh, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I threw a uh, bright size life on there for you. Thank I mean, you. I, I like I like the songs that have a story to them. That's that's really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a cool, very adventurous track. A lot of it is improvised. So like the first section of that song is the melody and then the rest of it is like improv yeah and then like it's it's just incredible that's always so good to listen to like the most insane thing to me man like i watched a video with uh tim henson and uh lee herman and lee herman would play like a beat and it was like a like almost like a hip-hop type beat and he had tim henson play and then Lee would play on top of Tim, like completely improv, like no nothing. And that's the craziest shit to me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, it truly is. That's another one, actually. Like, I, I'm excited for the new Polyphia album. Same. And I think yeah. will come out this year. I think um, it'll definitely be another boundary pushing release. Yeah. Um, we we saw our, them. Yeah. Me and Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. At the... Um, so what festival when mm-hmm. when oh, the man. drummer had the the issues yeah that's yeah we were in the crowd wild. yeah yeah no way yeah that's insane we had no idea until like two days later like it sounded fucking just like the album man like <laughs> well let, let, let's let's be fair um if even if they were a little off we, we probably wouldn't have been able to tell true true <laughs> but... <laughs> true well that's but a yes, good thing everything was fine that's such a good thing because like they've come a long way playing live like i know there's videos on youtube that like 
they like a lot of people complain like oh they sound like they didn't practice or whatever but like i watched like the so what festival and they sounded amazing like they sounded like they really put in a lot of effort into like yeah the show yeah it, it was really cool so i know adam adam's brother is a huge polyphia fan he said he's seen him yeah. how many times adam like seven or eight Man, I, well i've seen him like every time with him dude <laughs> at this point yeah like I don't, it, pretty much if Olivia's coming to the town i know what we're doing that day um yeah dude I, honestly i think i've seen polyphia like five times now uh oh, which isn't yeah. a bad thing at all but I, I i feel like that day um just because of the environment and like how many bands were there and like just a spectrum of like, you know, pretty big bands to like some of your more local bands. I feel like everyone brought out their a game. Like everyone was just on it, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see. I think also because it's a hometown show for them. Right. So it's yeah. like the True. Is huge. So like, I don't even, I don't know the geography really. <laughs> the crowd was fucking massive for the Polyphia yeah, set. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think like that 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 makes like that whole experience so much more uh amazing. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that so I, I I believe the the drum tech who was keeping time, isn't he in um I sent my friends on fire? Uh, he used to I be. think he was. Chris Lent used yeah, to be. He was, yeah. yeah. He was also in a few other bands too. Uh, yeah. From first to last, I think. Oh yeah, he wasn't from first to last. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. There was a nice set. My friends on fire for like five minutes. Yeah. And then uh, who knows what now? I mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts, man. I was like, man, somebody give that man a raise. <laughs> I know. Right? It was that was such a cool moment. It was yeah. So yeah. I, I I like how Polyvia incorporates a lot of different genres from. Like it's it's almost like no no genre is off limits for them because they have you know like trap beats in there they have like this this playing god one has a very um Latino kind of feel to it to me personally I don't know if that's what they were going for but that's definitely what it feels like mm-hmm. yeah I I totally see it and like I think one of the cool things is um so obviously like they work with their producers obviously is like Nick Sampson is like the the big engineer behind a lot of it um, for incorporating all the sounds together. And they also have like Y2K is one of the producers who's like, he's huge. Um, yeah. He produced like, he's produced Polyphia stuff for a long time. Um, but he's also done like Doja Cat and like Young Gravy and Baby No Money and like all those guys um, nice. as well. What and, a catalog, uh, think, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for right? real. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And like, but they've kept that producer group like so tight. And I also noticed like also producing that track is Johan Lennox, who's like, he's a, he's a very interesting producer. So like he didn't listen to like pop music until way later in his life. He's like, he's not old or anything, but like he listened to only classical music for like a good majority of his life and like didn't know anything about like beats or pop music. And then like he started incorporating like, classical music into that style and so if you hear like the strings and stuff on that song like that's that's definitely him that's awesome uh, producing it so yeah that's another good producer they got so yeah there's a really cool feel to that song i'm excited for like the the next release whenever yeah maybe. the rise keeps teasing it so maybe it'll be soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real 
Uh, is there a Polyphia song that you want to throw on there, man? Yeah. Um, I think last time you threw the um, Baby No Money uh, remix. <laughs> yeah. I wish that one was way bigger than... That one's uh, fucking sick, though, dude. It's it's so good. I'm, like, like super, like, <laughs> into that version. It's, like, it's so absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, Playing God. Playing God, the new one. Yeah. I think we're getting close to the end, but I did want to talk. You mentioned some stuff about the new album. Um, Yeah. You said you're not quite done writing it yet? So we recorded all the parts, like, a while ago. Then it went through iterations of, like, additional production. Yeah. We have, like, a couple more songs that need to be finished. We don't even have an album name. We don't even have any song names. No, no art, nothing. Oh shit! So like, <laughs> we we've been in it, the thick of it for like three years with it, but I guarantee we will have something very soon. I, I think it, it will come out sooner than I think, at least. But yeah, we're almost at the finish line. I think there's a lot of excitement about, it, but also frustration about like getting it done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping for the best. So with this, um, and we've been recording these, like I've been trying to play it smart this time around. Last time I was recording them and releasing them within a week, which was a lot of work. So this time we actually have been, me and Adam have been recording um, a month in advance. So oh, wow. yeah, we have July covered. I have all four interviews for July. So this one um, will come out probably the second week of August. Unless you need it sooner, I can get it out sooner. Um, that's no wow, big deal. You're good. Yeah, I'm, so I'm good the second week of August, um, could you give us a timeline from there? <laughs> On uh, maybe like a single? <laughs> no, no timeline there. No timeline, I got you. <laughs> uh, you gotta try, Augie. You yeah, gotta try. Man, I gotta try. I, you know, I maybe something before end of year if we can get okay. it done, but I we'll see. If not, it'll be the start of next year. Which yeah. uh, we have we have plans in the works. I think at least touring wise, maybe we'll see. I'm in early discussions about. So um, if I find out anything, you'll got you guys will be the first to know. Well, thank you. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. yeah, I'm I'm genuinely a huge fan, dude. Like um, I just I, I just love uh, everything y'all put out, man. Oh, thank you, dude. That, that yeah. means a lot. Um, They're fucking I'm, sickest bass lines. I've ever heard in my life, dude. <laughs> that, that's dumb for you. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I think the last time I talked to you, but that he can fucking play the bass like anybody I've ever heard, man. <laughs> yeah, I I tell him that. I you know you know like uh in the uh, Wizard of Oz like the you know give the lion courage. That's how I, I feel like uh, with Dom. <laughs> Is that I want him to know that he's one of the best in the world. Yes. He thinks that he's not. It's like, <laughs> oh, dude. It's, me, and Adam, me and Adam love bass heavy music. Like, I love hearing yeah. bass guitar because it's such a, it's, it's just something that you don't, in most popular music, you don't hear the bass guitar. It's like background mm-hmm. noise, you know? Yeah. So right. when a band comes out that puts a lot of emphasis into their bass guitar, I, me and Adam eat that shit up every time. Yeah. <laughs> Like instant, yes, like yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and Dom's yeah. bass is just—it's so fucking thick, man. Like, <laughs> I know that the John Me Young Dream Theater six stringer. 
Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Love the kid. He's, he's the goat. And, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I appreciate the Kyle Warren. I, I, I'm really happy that you fuck with it. Oh, always, man. Yeah. I, I caught the uh, Minecraft show that y'all did. I, I don't know when last time you came to Texas it was, but I haven't seen any shows. But next time y'all come, I'll try to go. And I know Adam probably will too. He lives in Dallas, so it, it's a little more accessible for him. Yeah. Well, funny enough, never played a show there. So we're going to have to make it happen. Hell yeah. So maybe, maybe for that birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in January. <laughs> Listen, I'll 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 make some uh, deals, you know. I'll I'll see what I can do, <laughs> just for you. Hell yeah, Thanks. Adam. You got anything else, man? No, I'm I'm good. Um, so we got like two more. So since we're not gonna have a new single to throw on this playlist when it comes out, uh, <laughs> what <laughs> what two uh, sauce songs do you want to throw on this? We're gonna start the playlist out with one, and then we'll close it with one. Um. Yeah, so I guess, like, if you never heard our music before, I'd say Good Set is probably a good one to uh, check out, uh, just because, like, it's, like, our number one song. So yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, that's the one you should listen to. Um, and then I guess uh, the Creature Remix of Garden. The Creature Remix of Garden. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's one of my favorites that i think we've ever made so yeah you know one day i think my goal is to have an all vocal album and so we'll see how that goes i think it will be the one after this one yeah sure and i think like it's i think i'm at a point where like i have enough friends that like i i really respect their music and and their vocals that i want them to be on an album which is what I've always wanted. Like, yeah. I know me and uh, Carson from uh, the Cal's Dow Boys. <laughs> nice. Uh, we have talked about doing stuff together. Fucking uh, love them. It, yeah. It's so good. We just uh, talked to Dan like last week. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're so yeah. good. Um, Carson's like, I, we, we still have not met in person. But we, we talk from time to time and yeah. uh, we just have so much like love and respect for each other and what we do. He's just a, a lovely human being. And yeah. I'm so proud of them for like how far they've come. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. The n- next question is, what is the last song that you listen to the on like Spotify song. or whatever? Yeah. Oh, this could be embarrassing. I <laughs> listen to yeah, this one's gonna be. Oh no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's Rich Minion by Yeet. So uh, yeah, you can put the the TikTok, the number one TikTok song on my uh. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out Yeet for bringing a whole wave of people to see the rise of Gru. Oh Only god. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Shout out those kids. They they yeah. deserve all the praise for doing that. I could yeah, never do, do that. <laughs> too much anxiety. Right? I feel that 100%, man. <laughs> uh, but, man, I, we greatly appreciate you coming back on and talking to us. Um, yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be in touch when this thing comes out. Uh, like I said, it'll probably be second Thursday in August. I've been releasing them on Thursday, so. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. It's, yeah. it's good to be back. 
um love doing this yeah. i think it's a really cool format and just makes me pick my brain about like what i've been listening to so, you know. <laughs> well i mean i figure who doesn't want to talk about you know their favorite music so <laughs> all right of course yeah but thank you guys really yeah. appreciate it uh adam you want to do the plugs sure uh, so oh, oh sorry oh, a rod my bad a rod <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> Let, let the listeners know like your social media handles any like coming up shows pr- pretty much anything man or any other projects you're working on yeah so sauce with a w as you can probably tell by the episode title that i can't see at the moment but will probably be <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah i'm at sauce official on twitter and ig i'm on facebook somewhere I think uh, we should, we might have shows coming up in August. I don't know yet. It will be like a very quick run um, as an opener for someone, but I still have not discussed it at length yet. Um, (laughs) Might be on tour next year for a few shows. That could be big, but I don't know about that yet. Uh, Currently (laughs) working on another project with anthony green at the moment maybe with his permission i can put like a demo of something on soundcloud for uh people to listen to that would be badass mm-hmm. man that would be great uh, yeah so we'll see but yeah I'm, I'm hoping to like put songs out there next year and hopefully to put out a song with sauce either before end of next e- this year or beginning of next year so yeah um thanks for uh, all the support yeah man Well, you have a nice night, man. Yeah, you guys too. All right. Thanks, man. Later. Thank you.